the Lake Havasu City Council regular meeting on Tuesday, January 9th, 2024 at 5.30 p.m. We're now have an invocation from Pastor Dale Ray from Lakeview Community Church, uh, followed by the Pledge of Allegiance led by the Havasu Bloomfest, Steve Tickner. Good evening, Mr. Mayor and Council. Prayer is powerful, and so is God's word. As the prophet Jeremiah reminds us out of chapter 33 and verse 3, call to me, that means our God, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Jeremiah was confident that he would call to him not only would God answer, but he would reveal great and mighty things that he otherwise wouldn't know or he would give him insight and clear understanding. My prayer for you, for me, for our city for this year in 2024 is that we would continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving, walking in wisdom toward those who are of this city and our neighbors, and to redeem the time to be alert that your speech always will be with grace, that your influence will enhance and that you may know how to answer each one in all that you face. God grant you his grace and his wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Thank you, and uh, good evening, Mr. Tickner. Thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, if you'd like to share a little bit about uh, the Havasu Bloom Festival. You betcha. You betcha. Good evening, everybody. Uh, as Cal said, I'm Steve Tickner. I'm the executive director for the Havasu Bloom Festival and Fair. Uh, 2024 marks our 13th anniversary of the one of the Havasu's largest premier events, so we're very proud of that. Uh, I'd like to give a huge shout out real quick to our title sponsor, Anderson Power Sport, or excuse me, Anderson Toyota. Uh, they support our event and many others throughout town. Uh, this year's dates are January 18th through the 21st at Windsor Forest State Park, uh, right behind the Hampton Inn uh, on London Bridge Road. Uh, once again, we'll have approximately 80 balloons, uh, including sport balloons and special shape balloons. Uh, some of the special shapes we have this year are Elvis. Uh, Yogi the Bear, uh, Mango the, the Seahorse, and many more. So those are a lot of fun to come out and watch those guys inflate. Uh, other fun things to see and do at the event this year uh, include lots of live music and entertainment, uh, carnival rides, uh, food vendors. We're going to have three beer gardens, um, live demonstrations, uh, VIP tent, and the ever-popular Night Glow, which we've dubbed uh, Glowing on the River. Uh, that's really one of the highlights of the event. Uh, in addition, um, a couple other events that kind of coincide with that are the uh, golf, uh, London, the uh, excuse me, the Bloomfest Golf Tournament, uh, which is coming up this Saturday, the 13th, and our very popular 5K and 10K run, which is on uh, the Saturday, the 20th, which is during the event. Uh, there's still time to sign up for both of those on our website, HaveSubaloonFestival.com. Um, hours this year are, are noon to 10 on Thursday. Uh, Saturday and Sunday are 6 a.m. till 10 p.m., and Sunday is uh, 6 a.m. till 3 p.m., and then we wrap it up. 
Uh, general admission tickets are $20 again this year, and that's good for all four days, so I can't beat that. Five bucks a day is a, is a great value to come down and, and, and take part of all we have to offer down there. So uh, tickets are available uh, in advance if you want to get them in advance at our store, uh, 2109 McCulloch Boulevard. Uh, you can also just go down and buy them at the gate when you get there, so sometimes that's easier. Um, we, we will have uh, plenty of off-site parking again this year uh, from three locations with shuttle service that drops you off right at the main gate. Uh, we've got our uh, parking uh, at Pima Wash, uh, the MCC parking lot, and the high school parking lot uh, near the baseball diamond. Um, one thing many people don't know is that uh, the Bloomfest is completely run by volunteers. In fact, it takes over 1,200 volunteers, uh, literally filling thousands of shifts to make this event happen. Um, there's still about 300 shifts available, uh, so if you're interested in coming down, uh, we will have our volunteer meeting this Saturday from 9 to noon at the London Bridge Resort Conference Center, and you can uh, sign up for a shift or two. Um, and then uh, lastly, I just want to say you know, the, the best part of the event, in my opinion, is uh, that all the money we raise goes back to uh, our local community, to the charities and organizations that so uh, dearly depend on it. Uh, to date, over the past 12 years, uh, we've been able to donate uh, over $1,450,000 back to the community. And we're very proud that all that money stays local. <clears throat> On behalf of the Bloom Festival and Fair, uh, I'd like to thank you all for your support and look forward to seeing you all out there. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you for being here and all the great work you do. <laughs> Item 4 on our agenda is the roll call. Ms. Williams, if you please call the roll. Council members Nancy Campbell. Here. Michelle Lynn. Here. Jenny Coke. Here. Jim Dolan. Here. David Lane. Here. Vice Mayor Cameron Moses. Here. Mayor Kalshihi. Here. Thank you. Thank you. Item five is our consent agenda. Would any of the council members like to remove any of the items for separate discussion? Mayor. Yeah, Council Member Coke. Motion. Please. Move to approve the consent agenda as presented. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Koch and a second from Councilmember Lane. Is there any additional discussion? Hearing none, we're ready to vote. Councilmember Dolan, your vote? I hear you. Aye. Thank you. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. Item six is our correspondence, communications, petitions, announcements, and the city manager report. Item 6.1 is the American Rescue Plan Act Community Resource Quarterly Reports. These were filed with our packet, and they're available on the website. Uh, Ms. Olson and her team have included them uh, for our information. Item 6.2 is to announce the vacancies on the Cavasu City Boards, Committees, and Commissions. Ms. Williams? Mayor and City Council, there are several vacancies on the Cavasu City Boards, Committees, and Commissions. The following is a listing of those vacancies. Board of Adjustment, two regular members and two alternate members, and the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board with one student member. Anyone interested can pick up a packet at City Hall, and they are also available on the city's website at lhcaz.gov. Thank you. Thank you. Item 6.3 is the city manager's report. Uh, Mr. Knutson is joining us virtually this evening, uh, but uh, here in person is Mr. Kalislawski, who's going to give the city manager's report on behalf of Mr. Knutson. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Good evening, Mayor and Council. 
In December, the Shining Stars and After School Club at Lake Havasu High School received a visit from Vice Mayor Cameron Moses and Council Members Michelle Lynn and Nancy Campbell. Vice Mayor Moses presented a proclamation on behalf of the Mayor's Office proclaiming the day as Shining Star Day in Lake Havasu City, recognizing the special program that they shine, that they shine a light on, on students with different abilities and, and foster relationships between special education and general education students. The Lake Havasu Area Chamber of Commerce Leadership Lake Havasu Class of 2024 held their annual Mock City Council meeting in the Council Chambers. The class's activities included a day dedicated to learning city government with class members, city council, and city staff participating in the Mock City Council meeting, panel discussion, and city facilities tour. We would also like to recognize our employees for giving back to the community over the holidays. Through their end of the year annual food drive collection and annual toy drive, uh, they donated nearly 800 pounds of canned goods and, and a total of 75 toys uh, for uh, children in Lake Havasu City uh, through the Gift of Hope program. Mayor Yu and Council Member David Lane, Michelle Lynn, and Nancy Campbell attended a surprise welcome home mission for hometown heroes Elena Lira and Madison Snethen at the VFW. We would like to congratulate them and wish them well in their military career service. Vice Mayor Cameron Moses met with Havasu Stitchers in City Hall Lobby the other day for the grand opening of their quilt display. The quilts are displayed in the City Hall library, uh, Lobby through January 22nd. Uh, please visit the Havasu Stitchers Facebook page for more details about the event and prize drawing. And lastly, city offices are closed on Monday, January 15th in observance of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, police and fire department services are not effective and all city offices resume normal schedules on Tuesday, January 16th. And with that, um, Mr. Mayor, members of council, that concludes my report. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Kozlowski. All right, we'll move on to item seven, which is our public hearings. During each of our public hearings, uh, citizens will have an opportunity to address the city council on items with, uh, with questions on any of the items that we have. We ask that you make your way to the podium uh, during the public hearing. Uh, state your name for the record. Uh, you will have uh, your time. There's a light indicator box next to Ms. Williams. Green means you have time. Uh, yellow means you have one minute remaining. And red means that your time is up during uh, that discussion. Uh, you don't have to sign up for uh, public hearings, but we did have citizens do so, so we'll uh, call on them first and then open it up to anyone else that would like to address it. Uh, we do encourage you to talk to us during one of the public hearings if you have a question or comment on it, because we can have a two-way conversation. Uh, there will be another opportunity at the end of the meeting for a call uh, to the public, which is where you can address uh, the City Council on items within the jurisdiction of Lake Havasu City, but we can't have a two-way conversation during that process. And then I'll review the, the guidelines at that time when we get there. But we'll start with item 7.1, which is discussion and possible action if necessary to comply with open Arizona, uh, excuse me, with Arizona open meeting law following the executive session regarding uh, 1.1, which was invocations. So the city council met in executive session uh, this afternoon at 4.30 to discuss the process for selecting invocators uh, for city council meetings. Uh, the city council has directed staff to proceed with a process for selecting invocators for our city council meetings that follows the Constitution of the State of Arizona and the Constitution of the United States of America. Going forward, our meetings will continue to begin with an invocation using the new process uh, that was selected. Uh, this is a public hearing. If anyone would like to address the City Council on this item, you uh, may do so. We did have one person sign up for this particular item, Holly Tullison. Uh, if you'd please uh, uh, make your way to the podium and uh, 
share your comments with us. Good evening, Mayor and Council. Um, I'm happy to hear the results of the executive session on that. Um, I did throw something together, though, and I'd like to read it real quick. I think it's just interesting, especially bringing up the um, constitutional values about it. My name is Holly Tollison, and I'm a resident of Lake Havasu City. My children, age 7 and 8, attend a local Christian school, and I'm very involved in the community. I am uh, your, vice chair, <coughs> your vice chair for your Mojave County GOP as well. Um, I staunchly support the continuation of prayer before city council meetings. It's about upholding tradition and values. Prayer has long been a respected and cherished tradition in our communities, and it reflects the, prayer, the values <clears throat> that many of us hold dear. It provides an opportunity for council members and attendees to seek divine guidance, unity, and wisdom as they make decisions that impact our community. It's about our constitutional grounds. Prayer before government meetings has a historical precedence and has been recognized as constitutional by the U.S. Supreme Court. In the 2014 case of Town of Grace versus Galloway, the court affirmed that legislative prayer does not violate the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment as long as it does not coerce participation or discrimination against specific religions. Therefore, continuing prayer before city council meetings is not only within our rights, but it is also part of our democratic heritage. It is about moral guidance. I firmly believe that prayer can provide moral and ethical guidance to local elected officials. It encourages council members to reflect on their responsibilities, prioritize the welfare of the community, and make decisions based on values upheld by religious teachings. Prayer before city councils can contribute to a more principled and conscientious decision-making process, ultimately leading to positive outcomes for our community. Thank you for your time, and I know myself and many others are praying for you before each of these meetings. Thank you. Thank you. Would anyone else like to address the council on this item? Please make your way to the podium and state your name for the record. James Maniachi. I fully support what the lady said. Thank you. My name is Dale Ray. I'm the senior pastor at the Lakeview Community Church and have been a part of this community for, it'll be 52 years this coming summer. And I have been the one responsible in the past for compiling the list for the city council prayers. So I volunteer my services to work with uh, the city clerk as needed. She may call on me for assistance. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Would anyone else like to address the council on this item? Yes, I, Bonnie Toy. Just um, odd question. You said that you have a process, and I was just curious as to what the process is and if you actually are changing the process. Yes, yeah, so we will. Uh, the council has directed the staff to put in a, a process that would be a lottery. So if anyone is interested in uh, giving the invocation, uh, they would uh, fill out um, a form on the web when it's ready. Uh, obviously, this meeting uh, just occurred uh, an hour ago. Uh, so as soon as uh, staff is prepared for that, there will be a process. that will be notified in the newspaper, um, and there will be announcements everywhere else that we, we announce um, our meetings for the process going forward. So the process going forward is you are having a list and of people who volunteer their time, and then you will just draw names out of a hat, and that's who gets scheduled, correct? Basically, yes. Thank you. 
Would anyone else like to address the city council on this item? All right, seeing none, we'll close the, the public hearing. Uh, because uh, staff has already directed, excuse me, because the council has already directed staff to implement uh, the policy, there is uh, no need for a motion on that item. We'll move on to item 7.2, which is adopt ordinance number 24-1323, amending city code, title 14, zoning, development code, sections 14.04.01, 14.04.04, 14 and 14.05.04, to correct error, errors, revise refuse collection figure, bring zoning map amendment, protest language in compliance with state law, and revise plan development timing of development. Mr. Gilbert. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, Mr. Mayor, members of the council, from time to time, uh, ordinances aren't perfect, especially not development codes that are hundreds of pages thick, and uh, edits and errors and changes become necessary. And that's what this is all about tonight. We had a raft of six changes that we thought could be bundled together. Uh, one got dropped out in the process because of uh, possible unintended uh, effects elsewhere. But uh, the five remaining ones I'll be addressing tonight, the Planning Commission did recommend unanimously for approval of these five changes. I'm gonna go over them with uh, the council, with the public. The first, uh, let's see here, uh, the first change is uh, in section 14.04.01, it is a table 4.01-2 regarding mixed use uh, dimensional standards. And the only correction here was, if you look to the far right of the slide, there's a red with a blue underline. It referenced the wrong subsection of 0.05. It should have been 0.04. So that's a, a typo correction there that does not change the text in any meaningful way other than to refer the viewer to the right subsection. So that's the first one. The second correction is uh, that diagram that you see in the upper right. It's kind of hard to see what, what it says at the bottom. It says figure 14.04-2 parking lot landscaping. And that diagram is the problem because it should actually read figure 4.04-2. Uh, the 14 was incorrect. And again, that's a typo. This does not change the text in any meaningful way. So that's what the new diagram will look like for that. Uh, the third change is a correction to a confusing code section, which if you look in, uh, this is 14.04.04 G3, and it's figure 4.04-5, the uh, uh, regarding the dumpster enclosure. Problem is if you look at uh, section C2, the refuse enclosure shall be completely screened from view of public streets that is in the code right now. The diagrams that are in the code do not show gates, and that has resulted, uh, unfortunately, in some dumpster enclosures being approved without gates, and that was not the intent. So we are proposing to substitute it with this diagram, and there's no dimensions on it, but it shows what the expectations are, and this is consistent with what Republic Services has for their diagram although theirs is based on a single container, we do have a provision in here that in number one, B, C1, that the refuse enclosure shall be large enough to accommodate both the trash dumpster and the recycling dumpster. And so there's a, a two container example provided, which can be modified depending if it's one or three or five. Um, but the important points are the, the gate is uh, steel, it's metal, 
the enclosure is going to be large enough to screen it to the proper height and dimensions that are necessary to contain the containers, include bollards to protect it from damage from whether it be the trash truck coming in at a wrong angle and damaging the unit or a vehicle happening to, happening to hit it backing out. So that's the intent it, to improve on the diagrams that are shown here. Uh, other than that, there's no substantial change to the text or to the uh, intent of that section. Uh, the fourth change is section 140504.k.5.a. And this is intended to bring this section into compliance with Arizona revised statutes. Uh, if you notice, there's a line out of a single line in there, and that's because that statement is not correct in line with Arizona revised statutes. It, the actual number is five if you follow the rest of the text in there, which is consistent with Arizona revised statutes. So that line is being stricken because it's not correct. Um, so that's that one. And then finally, section 14.05.04.l.6.c of the Development Code. This is clarification of PD plan non-performance review process. And under subsection 6c, uh, you'll notice that there's a single word recommended change from shall to may. Uh, traditionally, this has not been a uh, provision that has been exercised and this gives the uh, this gives staff and council more discretion in deciding if a particular development plan needs to come back for review or not three years in today's uh, regulatory environment not only here but federal state is a very short time and there can be constraints caused at any level that could result in a project where the developer is making progress to easily exceed three years. And this, we don't want to have a situation where we're required to bring this back for review um, because of regulatory hindrance or other reasons, unless we believe that there's an actual reason why in the public interest this should be brought back to see if it should continue in whole or in part. And so we're proposing to go from shall to may. And I also want to add that, uh, that, uh, some questions came up at the agenda setting regarding section 140504L6C, which is this discussion, which is the development timing for planned developments. In consideration of those discussions, staff came up with some alternate language for the council's consideration. Now, that is in addition to what's shown here, and I want to uh, put that slide up. And that's with the suggested motion, and that is, you'll see uh, amending that section to correct error, well, those sections correct errors, uh, revise the refuse correct collection figure, bring zoning map amendment, protest language and compliance state law, and revise plan development timing of development with the following change to that section regarding the development timing of development, adding the phrase, quote unquote, at the formal request of the zoning administrator, close quote, following the words, quote unquote, public hearing. The reason for that is that allows staff to, to track these projects, and if we see one that isn't making progress in the manner that it should, uh, and it's not being held up by any legitimate concern, and we believe that there's a public interest to bring it back, then we can uh, make the decision that we, uh, as staff, to bring it back to the plan, to the, I'm sorry, to the city council for the required public hearing to determine if that plan development should continue in whole or in part. And so that's uh, uh, being suggested here. 
Mr. Mayor, uh, that's all I have to, on this uh, uh, report. Any yeah. questions? Thank you, Mr. Uh, Gilbert. The, uh, the process, uh, as Mr. Gilbert started, is, is we have lots of code sections. So, of course, most of these are just typographical errors that, that we find that need to be corrected when that section of the code is probably needed to be used by somebody making a change or making an adjustment. Uh, but uh, as Mr. Gilbert had mentioned uh, during agenda setting, which uh, you know we meet uh, um, to go over the agenda and, and understand you know what's going to be in front of us. Uh, obviously, this item has already gone through and had a unanimous vote coming from our planning and zoning commission. So they've heard uh, these items and uh, um, had thorough discussion on on these items. Uh, but the question came up about, uh, you know, on the three-year piece, you know, who gets to determine? It says council. Does that mean one? Does that mean uh, the majority? Does that mean the process in which we go through to put things on the agenda? What does that look like? Uh, obviously, the zoning uh, administrator is the one that has a very um, connected relationship to these projects. And so at uh, the formal request of the zoning administrator, the item still would come before council. But that would be that, that uh, determination of when that would come before council. The zoning administrator may make the formal request after a council member has a question on a project, after um, a, a neighboring property is owned differently. I mean, lots of different factors could come into play uh, where this may need to be there. Um, as Mr. Gilbert had mentioned, this isn't, it is, it is used, but, but not often. It's, it's not a, a widely used um, uh, section of the code, but yet still a good tool to have in our toolbox when we're trying to help facilitate uh, property owners developing their property in a way that uh, they have uh, um, received entitlements uh, through the zoning process um, or um, otherwise. So um, I would support uh, the, the change uh, in the suggested motion as uh, Mr. Gilbert has in front of us. Uh, to just make it very clear on what that process looks like. Obviously, good processes make good policy, uh, which uh, would be um, a good way to just uh, finalize and clear these up. Uh, do any of uh, the members of council have any questions for Mr. Gilbert on any of these uh, code section changes? Seeing none, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? Seeing now, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to council for discussion, a possible motion. Mayor, motion. Yeah, Council Member Campbell. I move to adopt ordinance number 24-1323, amending city code section 14-14.04.01, I mean, 14.04.04, and 14.05.04 to correct errors, revise, refuse, refuse collection figure, bring zoning map amendment protest language into compliance with state law and revise planned development timing of development within the following changes to the section 14.05.04 L6C, adding the phrase at the formal request of the zoning administrator following the words of public hearing. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Campbell and a second from Councilmember Koch. Is there any additional discussion? I don't have additional discussion, but I am excited about the enclosures for the trash. I think that's going to be a really nice improvement to our community. So, yeah. Um, all right. So with that, we are ready to vote. Councilmember Dolan? Aye. Thank you. Motion carries 7 to 0. Thank you. Item 7.3 is approved with the cooperative purchase of 15 complete sets of structural 
uh, extradition personal protection equipment from Matlick Enterprises, DBA, United Fire Company. Chief Palafis. Honorable Mayor, Council, Happy New Year. Uh, before you is to approve the cooperative purchase for 15 full sets of structural uh, firefighter gear, uh, which is known as personal protective equipment. We're on a 10-year uh, replacement. Uh, we outfit our firefighter paramedics with two sets of gear. We've been doing that for the last couple of years. This is just an annual uh, purchase. Due to our procurement uh, policies, anything over 50000 requires me to come and get your approval, uh, which I appreciate. Um, <clears throat> we're asking for $59,833.35. Uh, through United Fire, and we appreciate your approval for the safety of our firefighters to have the right equipment to serve our beautiful community. Thank you, Chief. Are there any questions from members of the council for Chief Palafis? All right, seeing none, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? Yeah, please just make your way to the podium and state your name for the record. James Maniachi, I was just wondering, uh, how many total sets does the chief need uh, at one time? Thank you, Chief. Thank you, sir, for the question. Each year, uh, we strategically budget a rotation, so we're not purchasing all our gear at once. Uh, for this year, we have 15 sets for our new firefighters in replacement. Uh, and we're on a 10-year cycle. So every year, uh, we have individuals that have 20 years of service and plus, and then we have new hires. So to outfit our fire department, we strategically make sure that we're, every five years, we're purchasing a new set of gear. So in total, uh, firefighters, I have 84 on, online. Uh, so we have that rotation where strategically placed, we replace them in small increments. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, thank you, Chief. Would anyone else like to address the council on this item? Seeing none, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to council for discussion or possible motion. Mayor. Yeah, Vice Mayor Moses. Yeah, I move to approve the cooperative purchase of 15 complete sets of structural extrication PPE from Matlick Enterprises, DBA United Fire Equipment Company, in the amount of $59,833.35. Second. We have a motion from Vice Mayor Moses, a second from Councilmember Lane. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Councilmember Dolan? Aye. Thank you. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. Item 7.4 is approve the purchase of two true narc handheld narcotic analyzers from Thermo Scientific, Scientific Portable Analytical Instruments, Inc., utilizing U.S. General Services Administration Contract GS-07F-6099R. Chief Sterling. Good evening, Mayor, Council. Happy New Year. He took my line. <laughs> and Chief Palafis. Um, I'm asking for approval tonight to purchase two uh, narcotics analyzers, and they are called True Narc. And they are a handheld device um, that uh, we would be obtaining through a cooperative purchase uh, through a GSA contract. Uh, the police department last year applied for uh, an Arizona Department of Emergency and Military Affairs, or Arizona DEMA grant, and we were awarded monies to be able to purchase these two devices. Um, which essentially test narcotics through the packaging um, without having our officers have to remove 
uh, drugs from the packaging to actually test what it is. And so um, that's a really neat feature um, that we have not had available to us um, outside of our jurisdiction. And so tonight I'm asking uh, for your approval uh, to purchase those items based on the grant monies we were awarded. With that, I'll ask any questions. Thank you, Chief. Do any members of the council have any questions for Chief Sterling? Yes, the, this tool is a great enhancement uh, for, for public safety uh, and what our officers will be able to address right there um, in the field. And uh, best thing is to pay for by a grant. So Exactly. Yeah, we yes. win twice here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? Seeing now, we'll close the public hearing and bring it back to council for discussion or possible motion. Mayor, motion. Yeah, Councilmember Lane. I move to approve the purchase of two True Narc handheld narcotics analyzers from Thermo Scientific Portable Analytical Instruments, Inc., utilizing GSA contract GS-07F-6099R in the amount of $62,239.09 and authorize the city manager to sign said cooperative purchase agreement with a termination date of September 28, 2025, and authorize city staff to exercise the option to renew for one additional one-year term. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Lane and a second from Councilmember Campbell. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Councilmember Dolan? Aye. Thank you. Jim, you're bringing everybody down. <laughs> Councilmember Campbell, your vote. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. Yeah, yeah. Jim's not feeling good. Uh, Jess is under the weather as well, uh, Mr. Knutson. So that's why we're kind of doing a virtual hybrid with uh, with our colleagues. All right, we'll move on to item 7.5 is approved task order number five to the master services agreement with CNS Engineering Inc. for design services for the runway safety area improvements project. Mr. Wolf. Good evening, Mayor and Council. Uh, first uh, meeting of the new year. I'm glad to bring some infrastructure to you tonight. Uh, tonight is uh, this this item is for the municipal airport task order number five to our master services agreement. Uh, for de design services for the runway safety improvement area. Um, the runway safety improvement area is those that area of primarily uh, gravels and aggregates that are placed in between run the main runway, which is just uh, highlighted there at the top, and then taxiway A, whereas the first taxiway where uh, aircraft uh, pulls off of the main runway to taxi into various hangars. Uh, the removal, the project scope is the removal and the reconstruction of that infield safety area that's highlighted there. Uh, aggregates be replaced in the infield between the runway, as I said. Those aggregates are also compacted, um, um, better condition than what's there now so that it can better withstand storm water and any wind, erosion, and of course with aircraft you always have um, rotor blades and whatnot that are bringing up dust and, and things, and this, this will help uh, mitigate any of that issue. 
Just a quick idea of the existing condition. You can see on the right, we've got a lot of loose material sitting out there between the taxiway and the runway. On the left, it's very uneven um, and um, not as dependable as a nice smooth surface. The proposed condition we did recently, you remember, we did improvement projects where we repaved the main runway. And in between there, you can see where we did, we were able to place properly um, that infield safety area uh, a little better. So the, the new project will improve the entire um, uh, area. Uh, so tonight, uh, it's regarding CNS engineers, task order five, they're going to design phase one and phase two. Uh, this, their scope includes a, a full service, includes the environmental assessment, grant administration, uh, schematic and final design, and they'll take us through the bid and award phase services for construction. Construction slated for FY2425 by competitive bid. The design fee is $97,848, and the funding, uh, which is uh, attractive, is 90% uh, Arizona Department of Transportation funds and 10% uh, airport funds, which is um, uh, city's responsibility. I'm going to open it up for any questions you may have. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Are there any questions from members of the council for Mr. Wolf? All right, seeing none, this is a public hearing, but I would like to address the City Council on this item. Good evening, Mayor and Council, Don Wisdom. Uh, is there any reason you didn't do that when you re redid the airstrip? Primarily, <laughs> primarily how the funding broke down. We saw a reason the paving that took place on the runway was very expensive uh, and uh, the grant funding was not available for the infield uh, work and so we are, were available to uh, finish the runway project, do what we had to for the infield and then time this project with the grant money that was allowed. How much is this costing us? Right now, uh, in the CIP, the, the uh, I actually, good question. I, I don't have that number exactly in front of me in, in the CIP, but right now, the design only is the $97,000. 97. For design. I hope, I hope this isn't anything like the bridge we have coming. Thank you. Yeah, Mr. Wisdom, one of the... the yeah, one of the good news is about uh, the airport is that generally uh, it's funded by a ADOT, uh, Arizona Department of Transportation, or FAA grants. So it's a 10% uh, uh, match from the city, 90% from the grant sources. Obviously, grant money is still tax money. We understand that. Uh, but uh, this project, once we identified and were able to do the main runway and get uh, the infield done in that area, it became apparent on, on how much better of a process this is. And now we have grant funding available uh, to continue on with that project. So it's adding uh, that rock composite uh, to help alleviate some of those dust controls or dust issues. James Maniachi again. So the $97,000 is strictly to design what's going to be done? For phase one and for phase two, yes. 
Okay, so we don't know what the actual cost will be to actually do the work. These are the design costs. That's what's in front of us this evening. Okay. Yeah. Would anyone else like to address the city council on this item? Seeing none, we'll close uh, the public hearing. Bring it back to council for any additional discussion or possible motion. Mayor, question. Yeah, Councilmember Campbell. Um, Mr. Wolf, do you know if uh, recycled millions is an option in this? It is only if it is graded, uh, in other words, um, um, screened to the proper size of materials and meets the requirements for the FAA under the gravel requirements. I'm not saying it can't be used, but we don't have specifics on the material other than what FAA has given us for the gradation of the material. Would this design fee or the designer on this project possibly look into that as an option for us? Uh, as far as a lot. I'm sorry. We're as, far have as, sorry. as far as alternatives, um, if the material can meet the mm -hmm. gradation, we will bid the gradation only and okay. not uh, actually call out uh, millings being Perfect. allowed. Mm -hmm. We will build, bid only the gradation. If the millings can meet that, then we will consider it as an alternative, yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Are there any additional questions from members of the council? Entertain a motion. Mayor. Yeah, Vice Mayor Moses. I move to approve task order number five for professional services with CNS Engineers, Inc. for the design services for the runway safety area improvements project in the amount of $97,848. Second. We have a motion from Council, uh, Vice Mayor Moses and a second from Councilmember Koch. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Councilmember Dolan. Mr. Mayor, I'm very, very excited to vote yes on this item. <laughs> Thank you, Councilmember Dolan. Hopefully that's enough for Vice Mayor Moses. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. All right, we'll move on to item 7.6, which is approved task order number six to the Master Services Agreement with CNS Engineers, Inc. for design services for the taxiway C and connectors reconstruction project. Mr. Wolf. Yes. Um... Thank you, Mayor and Council. Uh, the second one for the airport tonight uh, is for those design services for a reconstructed taxiway C. <clears throat> This is an, uh, a graphic of the taxiway C location. Uh, the reconstruction uh, includes the uh, full length of the taxiway C itself. Uh, it also modifies taxiway C2 and C1, which are the connectors from taxiway A, uh, to the current FAA geometry. There is a geometry that's required uh, and that's been updated, and we need to update uh, the geometry. It'll be very similar. Some of the curves and connection locations might change a little bit. Um, it'll also include replacement of all the edge lighting uh, and guidance sign systems along that, as well as the striping. Uh, I'll give you a quick idea of the existing condition. Um, as you look at, as you kind of zoomed in, you'll see all that pavement cracking and fragmenting. And over time, that uh, not only um, 
gets we, we we do our seal or crack sealing on it. However, over time those those um, panels become uneven and uh, fragmented. So tonight uh, we're uh, we we've negotiated a CNS engineers um, task order number six under their master services agreement. Again, it includes a full service, includes the environmental assessment, grant administration, schematic and final design, and takes us through bid and award phase services. The construction is also uh, slated and being scheduled for the 24-25 fiscal year by competitive bid. The design fee, uh, $124,901, and I've noted that this is uh, IFE approved um, I'll go into that in just a moment. IFE stands for Independent Fee Estimate. The funding right now for the project uh, is 91. The, the share just broke down uh, quite a bit different. It's 91.06 uh, as FAA grant, uh, and then a share of the remainder at 4.47% between a dot grant and 4.4% is airport funds that that runs into uh, roughly uh, a little between five and six thousand dollars out of the city airport fund. This is a quick idea of what this independent fee estimate is. Any time per FAA policies, whenever a professional service contract is above a thousand, hundred thousand dollars, it requires an independent fee uh, uh, estimate by a third-party consultant, which um, our airport manager, uh, Rob Kane, has um, uh, solicited and gone through the process. We did get that in December um, of last year. The CNS fees were found to be less than the 10% below the maximum, which uh, fits uh, within the guidelines, and therefore meeting the fee limits set forth by the FAA. And I'll open it up to any questions that you may have. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Are there any questions from members of the council? Mayor. Yeah, Councilmember Campbell. <laughs> Mr. Wolf, um, is this just basically a mill and fill that you're doing on this? Or are you expanding upon it or this changing is, the design? I'm sorry, this is full depth reconstruction. Oh. So this is pulling everything out and constructing everything from subgrade up to FAA current standards. Can we consider concrete? It can be considered. There, there is no, uh, there is uh, not a prohibition on using concrete for surfacing at airports. No, it's a great product. All right, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Would anyone else uh, have any questions for Mr. Wolf? All right. Uh, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? Seeing now, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to council for any additional discussion or possible motion. Mayor, motion. Councilmember Lane. I move to approve task order number six for professional services with CNS Engineers Inc. for design services to the taxiway C and connectors reconstruction in the amount of $124,901. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Lane. We have a second from Vice Mayor Moses. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Councilmember Dolan? I vote yes. Thank you. 
Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. Uh, the next item is item 7.7, 7, uh, but I will be recusing myself from this item. I do have a family member that has been on this project as a subcontractor to the contractor that will be before council. So I'm going to turn it over to Vice Mayor Moses uh, to run this item. Alrighty. Uh, next item is 7.7 .7, to award the bid for Lake Havasu Police Department Rehabilitation Project to Oliver Industries LLC. I'll turn it over to Mr. Porter. Good evening, Mayor and Council. Um, so this evening I'm bringing forward the Lake Havasu Police Department Rehabilitation Project. It's for the construction award recommendation. The Lake Havasu Police Department and jail facility was originally constructed 30 years ago. Um, Selberg and Associates performed a um, facility analysis in 2021, documenting significant repair and upgrade needs. The, sorry, the facility analysis repair recommendation was broken down into a couple of phases. So tonight we're looking at phase one. It's for sewer line restoration, structural masonry and foundation repair, jail cell door operator replacements, and ADA service window upgrade for the public lobby. Phase two is going to be um, currently, actually it is under design for HVAC upgrade and the roof replacement. Um, this was taken to, I guess, Senator Kelly, Senator Mark Kelly. He championed an allocation of federal grant funding to address the police department's facility needs. Grant funds were awarded to Lake Havasu City. Federal grant dollars combined with general fund local dollars worked together to rehabilitate the aging 30-year-old police station and jail. Here's a couple of pictures of the issues that we're having. Um, there's several other areas around the perimeter of the facility where we've got foundation issues that need to be remedied. So here's a column that's having issues. Here's some brick around the foundation perimeter where it's spalling or delaminating. And then we've got our jail doors and it's actually the electric, you know, mechanical portions that are, um, they're antiquated and we can't continue to rebuild them and maintenance them any longer. So we've got to go through and do a retrofit where they go through and basically save all of the metal components, but, but put a completely new, um, all the, all the wear items, all the mechanical items get replaced. The sewer line underneath the jail has been an issue for years and there's been, you know, a lingering odor that needs to be remedied. Plus, you know, consistently having to go through with um, snaking the drains and continually clearing clogged um, sewer lines. So the remedy is going to be um, going through water jetting, cleaning, and then putting a, an epoxy lining in the pipe. There's a few areas under the, the jail where there's actually some cast iron that's broken. And this is just an example of once they go through and put a liner in there and then epoxy the system, it restores that under, under slab plumbing back to, back to normal. Um, community impact, we'll have refurbishment of the police station and the jail facilities to ensure that this asset continues to safely provide law enforcement support for Lake Havasu City 
in a cost-effective and efficient manner, you know, to last us another 30-plus years. Um, this will provide increased safety for the police officers and the inmates, and then also in ADA, public service window is going to be added for the PD lobby. This has been um, the facility analysis was started back or completed back in May of 21. We went to design and got design and specs. That was finalized October 23 of 23. We went out to advertise, and then the bids opened December 13th of 23. We had two bidders. The lowest responsible bid or responsive bid was to Oliver Industries LLC for $3,678,909. The construction would be projected to start in February 24, so we would immediately start. And then it's got a quick turnaround of 150 days, and then this would complete by June of 2024 or during the month of June 2024. So I would, my recommended action is to award the bid for the Police Department Rehabilitation Project to Oliver Industries LLC in the amount of $3,678,929. Is thank you, any Mr. questions? No, thank you, Mr. Porter. It is pretty wild to think that this building has been here 30 years and uh, we've definitely gotten our use out of it, and I think it's time to uh, put a little love and TLC back into it. But uh, I'd like to open it up to any of my colleagues on council for questions for Mr. Porter. Mr. Vice Mayor. Yes, Councilman Lane. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, no questions. I just had a, a couple comments. This comes up from some of the stuff that I've talked about during our budget uh, discussions and all that, it's about deferred maintenance and how much deferred maintenance we've had, especially on this building. So just want to say thank you to the staff for, for taking this on and addressing the issues in this building. Um, it's extremely important, as you can see, especially down in the jail. Uh, we definitely have to keep the, uh, the inmates from being able to just open the doors on their own and also have uh, adequate sewer with the public uses this building quite a bit also. And also, I uh, have to appreciate uh, Senator Kelly taking the steps to bring uh, those federal tax dollars back to Lake Havasu City. Um, it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on, but getting that money back that gets sent to Washington, D.C., back here to Lake Havasu City uh, for us to be able to use on this police uh, station is uh, very much appreciated. So thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Uh, with that, we can open the call to the public. Please make your way to the podium. James Maniachi again. Um, just one question. Um, what is the estimated uh, lifespan of these improvements? Mr. Porter? So the, it, the spec material for that epoxy lining, that's the, the biggest, um, I think, question because we're re restoring the, the underground plumbing and that it's a Picote um, product is what's specced in our plans, and it's got a, I believe it was a 25-year, if I recall correctly, life expectancy, and um, as long as the applicator is um, certified by the company, then it provides, a, I believe, again, it was 15, 10 or 15 years of um, warranty by the installer. Thank you. Anyone else from the public? Uh, seeing none, we'll bring it back to my colleagues to uh, entertain any questions or a motion. Mr. Vice Mayor, motion. Yes. 
I move to award the bid for the Lake Havasu Police Department Rehabilitation Project to Oliver Industries, LLC, in the amount of $3,678,929. Second. I have a motion from uh, Councilman Lane and a second from Councilwoman Koch. Any, any further discussion? All ready. We're ready to vote. Uh, Councilman Dillon. Uh, Vice Mayor, I think I'm going to vote yes on this one. Thank you. Motion carries with six council members voting aye and one council member recusal. Thank you, Vice Mayor Moses. Uh, we'll move on to item 7.8, which is approve, excuse me, award bid for the construction of Vado's Zone Well 8 and Facilities Rebid Project to Schofield Civil Construction LLC. Mr. Hart. Thank you, Honorable Mayor and uh, City Council. It's good to be before you tonight and always exciting to provide another beautiful color for a slideshow, which we chose uh, a green for you on this one. So this is our Betos Zone Well 8 Facilities Rebid, Rebid Project. Uh, this project is uh, located up at our North uh, Wastewater Treatment Plant. So if you're familiar with the city, as all of you are, uh, there near the airport to the, to the south and just to the east, we have um, our, our wastewater treatment plant. Just outside of that uh, treatment plant, we have a series of existing Betos wells. You can see these little ramps that lead up to a platform. There's one, two, should be seven out there. And then this here's the proposed Betos well eight. <clears throat> uh, as I was sharing, our existing Betos wells that are currently in operation do have the ramp and um, the Betos well itself and all the facilities and the piping. Um, this was uh, seen from previous drilling of, of the, the boring machine as it goes down to that 180 feet level that we need for the injection wells. Uh, this project is a fairly fast project. It is uh, scheduled for 80 calendar days once we uh, should, should cancel award tonight and, and we're able to, uh, to award the contractor. Then we're looking at once notice to proceed. 2.5 months, so we're anticipating completion in May of 2024. These engineers' uh, estimate on this, the base bid plus force account was roughly 750,000. Uh, and this, which is our third bid, if you remember, our, our first bid that we went out was just for the Betos well, and we got no bids. We went repackaged it, added the facilities portion um, with the piping that's needed to reach out to this area. And we received two bids that were uh, closer to 1.7 and 1.8 million. Uh, the funding wasn't there for that, so we went back out, um, did a little bit of changing to see if we could repackage anything better, and we got one bid this time for 1.4 million. <clears throat> so as we look at the needs of the city and the budget that we have, and realizing uh, from an engineering standpoint, there's not much more we can do, if anything, to to try to get a, a more competitive bid and it was recommended that we move forward with awarding this construction contract to Schofield Civil Construction. And with that, 
I'll answer any questions you might have. Thank you, Mr. Hart. Are there any questions from members of the council? Mayor, question. Yeah. Councilman I always Campbell? have questions. Um, there was no grant funding on this, huh? No. Goodness, you would think there would be right now. It's a great product. I love the product. But okay, thank you. Yeah. Are there any other questions or comments from members of the council? All right, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? Seeing none, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to council for any additional discussion or possible motion. Mr. Mayor, motion. Yeah, Councilmember Lane. I move to award the bid for construction of Vado Zone Well 8 and Facilities Rebid Project to Schofield Civil Construction LLC in the amount of $1,412,500. I think the city staff did everything they could to get the price down on this, and we're not going to get any better. So. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Lane, a second from Vice Mayor Moses. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Councilmember Dolan? I vote yes. Thank you. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. And our final public hearing of the evening, item 7.9 is award bid for the booster pump station number four improvement project to ASR Construction Group, LLC. Mr. Hart. Thank you, Honorable Mayor and City Council. I come before you tonight. We're going to switch gears from wastewater to water. <clears throat> We're still sticking with the fluids, but um, with a pretty <laughs> blue picture, though. Is it coming up up there? doesn't want to show up. Oh, it's on our screen, uh, but... Uh... I think the projector shut off. Oh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Blake, I think uh, the projector looks like it's on from my angle. It, it just turned off, little, actually. little screen. Okay. Yeah, we'll just wait a second uh, for the screen to turn back on so those in the audience can can follow along. There we go. It happens at work when I work too hard. The machines yeah. crash and things like that. I think some magic from Mr. Blake, too, helped uh, make that happen for us. So thank you, uh, Mr. Blake, in the control room. All right, so here we have our booster station for improvement project uh, recommendation of construction award. For those of you that are uh, familiar with our uh, reservoir sites, we have uh, over 27 reservoirs uh, strewn throughout the city with an average of about 1 million gallons um, of capacity for each reservoir that we have. And at those reservoirs, um, they most have booster stations, which take them up to um, the next level. And, and this particular uh, tank reservoir site where this booster station four is, is at tank reservoir site four, uh, which is right there. Um, so that would be the east side, mid portion, uh, just below the Havasu foothills. Uh, this is coming up close picture there. The booster station itself here is located in the back of the site. <clears throat> and the existing uh, booster station has four pumps. And then we have the uh, electrical room on the back with generators on, on that project. Um, the scope of this uh, project here is to add a fifth uh, booster pump as well as enlarge um, 
the uh, the tank that we have there, uh, um, the 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 small booster tank, as well as the electricals in that. The project itself is scheduled uh, to take 300 calendar days, which is roughly 10 months. The anticipated completion, therefore, is January of 2025. I'm being a little optimistic on materials that we'll be able to, should the council award tonight, get a notice to proceed and hopefully within two months get the materials that we're needing uh, for this job. The engineer's estimate was on the base bid plus the force account was at 518,000. I'm excited to report that we actually had four bids received. ASR Construction Group LLC came in at $496,443. Technology Construction Inc. came in at $615,000. Schofield Civil Construction came in at $686,000. And then Walker River Construction LLC came in at $693,000. ASR currently is our construction uh, contractor on Booster Station 5A. So they were in town, and I think that gave them a, a little bit of advantage in the mobilization area. Uh, and reviewing the bids and, of course, our past experience with ASR Construction Group, we would uh, recommend that you move forward with awarding the con construction contract to ASR Construction Group in the amount of $496,443. If you have any questions, I'll be more than willing to answer. Thank you, Mr. Hart. Are there any questions from members of the council for Mr. Hart on this item? All right, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? Seeing none, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to council for any discussion, questions, or possible motion. Mayor, motion. Yeah, Councilmember Campbell. I move to award the bid for booster pump station for improvement projects to ASR Construction Group, LLC, in the amount of $496,443. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Campbell and a second from Vice Mayor Moses. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Councilmember Dolan? I vote yes. Thank you. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. Item eight is our call to the public. Again, this is an opportunity where citizens have to address the city council within items within the jurisdiction of Lake Havasu City. Uh, during call to the public, we cannot have a two-way conversation, but we can listen intently to any comments that you may have. Uh, we can respond to criticism if necessary. Uh, your comments are limited to three minutes. Uh, the, again, there's a light <coughs> indicator box next to Ms. Williams. Green means you have time. Yellow means you have one minute remaining. Red means that your three minutes has expired. Um, you don't have to sign up, but we did have one resident uh, sign or one citizen sign up, so we'll start there, and then anyone else that would like to address council during call to the public can do so. So we have Barbara uh, Arch Archimbault? Archimbault. Good evening. Hi, now you all know who I am. Um, uh, Michelle, I don't know if you remember last spring I called you because it was in the newspaper about the park downtown and what to name it, and I spoke to you about a common, well, the last time I was here, and my first time, uh, that's what was discussed, was uh, calling that area Lake Havasu Common, because they are named after a city or a town, but there was a lot of talk about McCulloch Park. Everybody wanted McCulloch to have a park. Well, I thought about it, and I thought, you know, how about taking Yonder Park 
renaming it McCulloch Park because his house is right up yonder from there, and you could put a plaque there and everything and explain the whole thing. So that's just my suggestion for McCulloch Park. Yeah, thank you. James Maniachi, um, I'd just like to encourage the mayor and manager to reinstate uh, the first Friday uh, coffee with the mayor and manager because it's very informative and I would urge, urge citizens to come and listen. Uh, you get a complete review of everything major since the last meeting and uh, the coffee's very good and so are the donuts. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, James. And no need to reinstate it. It's still there. It hasn't gone anywhere, so we'll see the first Friday of, of, of the month uh, here in this uh, area at 8.30 in the morning. Uh, good evening uh, again, Mayor and Council. Um, I call it the grassy knoll. And we passed that to have that done and rebuilt and all these plans. Still nothing done that I can see. And I'm concerned that the uh, our new bridge is in the same dilemma. Uh, to my understanding, we had a five-year contract to get it done. We're already wasted a year. We're down to four years. And what's going on? Why, why are not we getting this, this uh, bridge designed and built? We have the money. I understand the money's <coughs> sitting in the bank. Good evening. My name is Tim Murray. Happy New Year. Happy spending. You've authorized a tremendous amount of money tonight to be spent for great things. Where are we with the downtown project? I'm hearing numbers that are coming in, and, and again, this is what I hear, you know, $6 million, $7 million, I don't know how much of it is true. No matter what, I, I spend a lot of time downtown in the restaurants and things of that nature. I'll tell you, there's never anybody in that park. I was down here last week with my wife and the puppy. There wasn't anybody there. What makes us think that there's going to be a lot of people there during the summer? Unless we believe it's the field of dreams, and if we build it, they will come. It's a lot of money. I, I think you really have to take a look at it, but regardless of all of that, I haven't heard anything about this in, in a while, and unless I've missed it in some of your meetings, but where are we? Where are we going with this project, and are we going to spend, I believe you had a million dollars in the pro, uh, allocated, there was another million dollars in a the, in the grant, the town was going to kick in, the city was going to kick in another million dollars. Is that it? Three million? I mean, there's a lot of confusion out there, people you talk to. I'd just like to see us, can you bring it back here at some point in time and let us all know what's going on? That's really what I'm interested in because I just don't see that amount of money being spent downtown. There's not enough of activity to support it. And who's going to sit there during the summertime? I know Kevin Costner and those guys are not going to be playing baseball. If he was the guy, I can't remember. Anyway, thanks. Thank you. Would anyone else like to address uh, City Council during call to the public? Yes, good evening. First, uh, I'm Bonnie Toy. Uh, I just wanted to say... From my understanding, today is National Law Enforcement Day. I do not know if the bridge is planning on being red, white, and blue in honor of the fire, I mean the police people, but I just want to say thank you to the police department. I do appreciate you a lot most of the time, 95% of the time. Sorry. And um, 
the Downtown Catalyst Project. Wow. I uh, watched a Parks and Rec meeting a couple months ago, and I know that the naming of it was up for, um, was discussed, and I thought that was really interesting, and the whole design of it was discussed, and and I understand that there was, I thought there was approval on all of that, except for the naming of it. Um, I, I like the name of the downtown catalyst. I don't understand why that has to be changed. Just keep calling it the downtown park. You know, everybody knows where downtown is, right? Since you've already called it downtown. And then um, the bridge. I am under the understanding that in 2007, the city council, during that time, voted to call it the Freedom Bridge. I have had a few people tell me again and again that the name of the bridge is already named. It's the Freedom Bridge. Of course, for me, I'm thinking it means freedom for more commerce on the island bridge. But um, my understanding is that the city council in 2007, I believe, voted to call it the Freedom Bridge, and I don't understand why the current city council is not calling it the Freedom Bridge or why anybody else is not calling it the Freedom Bridge. Those people that um, started the Freedom Bridge beer and the pathway, they, they worked really hard on that and deserve that respect that they did to get that stuff passed. Just wanted to throw that out there. Thanks. Would anyone else like to address city council during call to the public? All right, seeing now we'll close uh, call to the public. Next item on the agenda is item nine, current events. Are there any council committee reports? Seeing none, item 10 is our future meetings. Our next meeting will be on Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024 at 5.30 p.m. It will be a regular meeting. And then we'll also have a regular meeting on Tuesday, February 13th, 2024 at 5.30 p.m. Item 11, are there any future discussion items? Item 12, motion to adjourn. All right, we are adjourned. Thank you for being here. Happy New Year. Be kind, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>